0: plushcare.com slash weight
1: loss. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrish Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is a treat, it is a global treat to be here today. We have with us Jesper and Cecilia Conrad. How are we today, guys?
0: Wonderful. The sun is shining. Life is good.
1: I can see that. For those that are tuning in to these guys for the first time, man, World Schooling Nomads, please go check out the website. They are a full-time traveling family. And they are radical unschoolers, digital nomads, and most importantly, nice human beings who love people and animals. So thank you so much for tuning in. It is such a pleasure to have you both here. There is so much I want to tune into today. Um, But for those that are tuning in for the first time, what even is unschooling? What is unschooling?
2: Basically, it's just living life as if school didn't exist
1: how did that become a thing? <laughs> like, there is, and it's okay. and like, this is the thing, like, a thing. But this is a okay. thing, because part of me wants to go like, how did school even become a thing? Because that sounds like, okay, because yeah. it makes me question, like at some point school dropped in, because then yeah. there would have been a point where we weren't schooling, but like schooling is so mainstream now that it's like, and now we're unschooling. Yeah, bring us up to speed. What is going on? I think
2: explaining the whole history of the school system, and how it brought about new ways of thinking might be a little too complex for this uh, scene of one-hour conversation. Um, But basically we do have the school system. We have more or less mandatory schooling or compulsive schooling in most Western countries. And we believe in it. We believe in education. We believe that this is the right thing to do. This is Mm -hmm. what children's society needs. And, um, well, at some point, some people started thinking differently, um, And I still think it's too complex. I, I, will, I will babble on for 45 minutes no, if you yeah, get I'll me started. Be- <laughs> so I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it <laughs> slowly. So, but the idea about unschooling is basically the idea that the children are fully capable of educating themselves. They mm-hmm. will know what they need to do in their life. That learning is a byproduct of living not the Mm -hmm. reverse. You don't need learning and education to live your life. You need to live your life and then you will learn. Uh, No one teaches their children to walk. All babies are babies. At some point they walk. If you don't teach your children to read at some point they read. Uh, It's the same, actually, as most parents know with babies and toddlers, they go learn everything they need. They learn a language, they learn motor skills. They learn so many things from they are born to the till they are two years old. Mm-hmm. And then, for the weird idea, we believe that they lose this ability of learning by themselves. Um, oh, they
0: reach school age.
2: When they reach <laughs> yeah. school age, we start, you know. S- f- making them sit down and 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 we think that well we personally don't but as a society we think that we know better what they are supposed to do Mm -hmm. and well unschoolers don't believe in this we believe in our children's personal freedom we believe in their capability of of living a rich and full life we believe in their capability of learning whatever they need to learn Mm -hmm. Um, we also believe that learning itself is not a goal Mm. unless it is unless you sit you, you tell yourself I want to learn to play the guitar obviously you want to learn to play the guitar you sit down you learn it mm. but we often meet this question how do you know they reach their full potential and we have bright children but it's like what potential potential for a happy life potential for healthy relationships potential for knowing who you are and what you want and, and how to evaluate your life so that you can be grateful every night when you, when you go to bed mm. or, um, or reaching some government standard of math skills for 11 years old. Mm. I mean, it's, it's what do you want? What is, what is important? And for us, these school things are not that important. We find other stuff important.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? Because Conrad, you didn't have conventional education in your background, but Cecilia, you did. Yeah. Yeah. But then tuning into your stories, Jesper had more of a challenge with the unschooling concepts than Cecilia did. Is that right? Can you guys unpack yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. around That's coming to the right. decision? Yeah. Uh, well, well,
0: the thing is, I, I think that has due to uh, the the way we dads uh, detach ourselves more from the parenting role. Mm-hmm. Um, for for me, I was the the breadwinner of the family. Cecilia gave birth to the children, obviously, and and were there and nursed them, and I went pretty fast to work again, and and so you have a detached um, connection with your children in another level than women has. And mm-hmm. on top of that, um, I, I'm a regular guy from a normal suburb of Copenhagen and I thought private schools were snobbish and and then the whole idea about unschooling, I had the normal feeling a lot of dads had is like, there's nothing wrong with me, I'm a product of the school, uh, why yeah. shouldn't the school be good enough for my children, uh, mm-hmm. kind of stupidity. Um, but
2: and I'm from a crazy hippie family.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, and the fun thing is, I'm the most unschooled of us. Uh, yeah. If we look at because, our education, know, he
2: was in school, but he never paid any attention.
0: I, I didn't. I didn't listen. No. You
2: unschooled yourself. <laughs> <Yeah. inside. laughs>
0: no, but uh, but it, it's a it's a normal <sighs> reaction, and it's often the the moms who see and understand the, their children on this level uh, better. Mm. Um, so it took me some time. And and the story is that we started uh, homeschooling our kids first and then later on unschooling when our back then six-year-old told us he didn't want to go to school. And the process very slowly was Cecilia was uh, the one taking him to school, trying it out. Uh, and... Um, He wasn't happy, Storm, and he said to us he didn't want to go. And Cecilia, I convinced her to try one more time. And then the teacher said something really, really stupid. They said.
2: You know, I'm a trained psychologist. Mm. And uh, when someone tells me that a child has too much of attachment, they don't know attachment theory, which is kind of annoying to me. But Mm. they told me that my son had too much of attachment to me so that would be the reason he didn't like being in the school this was a great alternative Absolutely. free open minded liberal <laughs> well wow. very beautiful yeah. and i liked it and we have an older daughter who was in that school and liked it at the moment mm. at the time so so i it's not that i was against the school storm mm. did not want to go to school and yeah. well we had to, anyway, the teacher said, I think your child has too much of attachment to you. Mm. So you have to let the child come with the father. And then, and um... I thought
0: they were right, because uh, I was a normal, stupid man. So part of me was like, yeah, maybe you're a little too motherly. Maybe you're curling him a little too much. And yeah. then I tried to bring him to school. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, you no, didn't. no, I did. okay, it
2: was... no, you didn't. No, Can I tell the story? <laughs> yeah, okay. Because you didn't. Uh, I didn't. You wanted me to do it. Okay. When Storm said he didn't want to go to school, I said, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. And you said you're not fine with that. No, but I watched... you wanted us to try. And then yeah. we tried. Then the teacher said this stupid thing. And this is Thursday and Storm mm. only had school three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We tried in the mornings. We went home whenever he didn't feel like it anymore. I never left him there alone. Mm. And and you know, we this was Thursday. I had this meeting with the, the teacher. They said this thing, and I was like, There's no such thing as too much mm. attachment to your parent. Anyway, mm. so next school day would be Tuesday. Come Saturday in between here, a friend of mine dies of the same disease I just survived. Yeah. And uh, we went to the funeral Sunday or yeah. Monday.
1: Wow, well, that must have been pretty and confronting. And that was yeah, like, having... you know,
2: another curtain being pulled. <laughs> like, okay, what? And you sat in the car when we went home from that funeral, before we even started the motor. You said, what the mm, are we doing here? Our son is not happy. Life is beautiful. If he mm. does not want to be in school, we can just not do it. Yeah. And that's where it stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, the universe will give you a clue. The wake-up
1: clues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we
0: have had somebody <laughs> wake-up calls. But
1: at the, at the heart of it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me,
0: in a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: Let me just, one of the things that I, when you tell the story, I can appreciate it. But there's a part of it where it's like, Y your son, Storm, suggested to you that, hey, I don't want to go to school. Yeah. Now, I'm loving the receptivity to go, oh, this is interesting. You know, and obviously I can understand Jesper's response, which is like, Nah, everybody goes to school, mate. (laughs) You know. (laughs) You being a kid, I remember I used to have martial arts classes, yeah, and I used to be sick all the time (laughs) right at six o'clock when it was time for martial arts class on the regular. You know, and uh, and but then my mother would send me. Now I just the the tuning in, like it's just that moment that gets me. It's like you guys were willing enough to listen to his innate wisdom and say, actually maybe you do know something um about what it is that you want and what it is that you don't want i find yeah. that
2: i partic- believe him the very moment he said it yeah but it, i also knew from knowing of other unschooling homeschooling families that it's it's a very very hard process to homeschool or unschool your children if one parent is against it mm-hmm. So I thought, I'm not doing this if my husband is against it. We need to, to align. And he wanted, he was, you were nice. You said, we need to try it out. He doesn't know what he's saying no to. Yeah. And this alternative school had this system where the, the children were age integrated. So if he started that particular year, he would be in the same group as his older sister, yeah. which would feel safe and homey mm. for him. And, and Jesper thought, and he was right. If it was ever to be a good process for Storm, it would be that year. So we had mm. to try in this moment, even though he said no. And we told him, you know, we're just trying it out. We mm. go home whenever you don't want to be there. We're not leaving you alone in the school. And you you don't have to do it if it's not working for you. Mm-hmm. So tried it out these three weeks of three days a week. And then we had this meeting with the yeah. too much attachment idea and funeral. And that was it. So, but, yeah.
0: but what you point out is, is um, it's a really difficult part of being a parent, which is to listen to your children that, and, and to understand that you as a parent, you don't, it is, it is not small um, slaves you have uh, that you decide mm. over. It is human beings. You were a child once. I was a child once and Cecilia was also. And, and we... The gift we have as parents is to help guide our children to, to mm. the best possible path for them and, and help maybe remove a stone from time to time.
2: Mm. But, give some advice. Yeah. Of course, we have, we have other experiences that they have. Sometimes we tell them, That's you know, a really bad this idea." this might be a really bad idea yeah. or this might be a really good idea. Mm. Yeah. It's, I also think that I'm we sorry. personally are freedom fighters we we are very much like our personal freedom mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. very hard for us to feel restrained or having this feeling someone else is deciding for me and mm. we respect the same space for our children we don't think that you know anyone should they are not little businesses to be managed <laughs> all arrived here and they have a mission and yeah. and we shouldn't tell them what to do we should you know rather teach them or help them to find how to m- manage this freedom or how to handle this life this yeah. is our um, i appreciate
1: what you're saying cuz that speaks to what was going to be my next question but you've answered already was like the the rub between listening to your child versus listening to the expectations of society which you know when I say it that way, it sounds so much like, oh, expectations of society, shut up. But, you know, but really, like we all do to some, to oh, some no, yeah. right? and it must be such a rub to go, this is what I can hear in my soul, in my heart, and my, but you described it, you yeah. know, we're, we're freedom fighters, and you know, we, we chose freedom, and I really respect that. Now, one of the things, so you, you tried now, for, okay, pardon me, but for those that are tuning in, I know that there's going to be a... a I I dare not let people go away with the same idea that homeschooling is unschooling because you tried homeschooling and then it evolved into unschooling. So we went to school, but then we homeschooled and then we unschooled. Can you tell us a little bit about what was homeschooling like and why did that evolve into unschooling and potentially that'll highlight some of the differences between homeschooling and unschooling?
0: I would start it off and then I believe Cecilia will continue it. Uh, often when people start uh, homeschooling like we did then um, then there are some insecurities because now you are taking on the responsibility of the task of making sure that your child will function in the world can i just
1: pause you there for a sec because i think that is one of the most intimidating things about schooling your own kids which when you think about it just objectively and you acknowledge oh, yes. that as a fact is kind of like what am I like as a parent if I don't want the responsibility? <laughs> it's like that's a that's quite a confronting fact to consider. Where it's like I'd it rather is. delegate some of that responsibility to yeah, others. It is. Responsibility.
0: it is so easy to go to work, it is hmm. so easy to put your child in school, it is so easy to have their life filled with three to four times a week, uh, in the, in the gymnastics, some sort after of exercise school after school exhibit uh, the things and uh, it is wonderfully easy because you don't need to think you don't have the responsibility a paycheck mm-hmm. will come if the your kid is not reading at a proper age you can uh, call and blame the the teacher what's
2: a proper age for reading
0: i don't know there's no proper problem <laughs> when, when you're ready no no but, but it's right it was super terrifying um it was and, and, and as I was the one most afraid and Cecilia was the one home with the responsibility, there came some of the same dissonance in it where I was like, make sure they learn to read uh, because mm. I, I cannot say yes to this homeschooling thing if they, they don't learn. What, what would my parents think? What would the neighbors mm-hmm. do, you know? The Social expectations.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely. So I was on that same uh, level. Uh, and to be honest, I messed it up for Cecilia for the first couple of years until uh, I finally understood and we understood you shouldn't pressure your children into hate. The the best thing you can do by pressuring children is that you teach them how to hate learning. (laughs) I mean, that's what pressure does.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, when we remove depression, one story is with Storm, our oldest, how he learned to read. I was very nervous about it. So, I was yeah. a lot of Cecilia about Please it.
1: Please share this story. Yeah, I I know it, yeah. but I think the audience will get a well, lot out of it.
2: Basically, yes, told, as, as he said, he told me, you know, if he's not learning what they learn in school, we will put him in school. And he can't in, do yeah. it. I really wanted to homeschool him. I thought it was the right thing to do. And mm. to me, homeschool, well, i didn't imagine homeschooling i just imagined freedom but Mm. my husband said he needed to know that you know they would learn the same as in school Mm. i would have to buy school books and make sure they fill out all the little things in the books and you know we did what they would have done in school and we hated Mm. it we hated it
0: absolutely and
2: (laughs) still he decided we hated it every (laughs) moment of it the funny thing is i had a newborn child i had a baby of six months and then i had a three-year-old child and then i had storm being six years old Mm. so i had two others to look after and and it was quite complicated to sit down and pretend school with the smaller children around and um but but i tried i respect my husband i respect his feelings and i respect that um we are two parents and we don't always totally agree but we have to be you know on the same team
0: Mm. so
2: I tried to do it, I would say I did it
0: <laughs>
2: once a week. Um, <clears throat> if he's not listening, <laughs> I really did
1: excuse try, us for but a second, Jessica. But, no.
2: <laughs> um, but we did try. We sat down on the kitchen table totally traditionally trying to do a school-like situation, trying to teach him stuff. And he was one big vibration of protest. Mm. And he decided, I am never going to learn to read. Mm. And he held that thought for many, many years. And the funny thing is that his younger sister, growing from three to four, learned Mm. to read. So she Mm. could read when she was four years old. Mm. And Storm refused to learn to read. He refused to try, he refused to talk about it. There was no reading. And he did not read until he was 13 years old. So, hang
1: on a sec, sorry.
2: It took a lot, a lot of courage from our side. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say, like, as a parent. Like, at that point you go, what are you doing, man, what are you doing, man?
2: But, it, but then I read about it and, and looked into it and in natural learning, if you leave your yeah. children be, let them read whenever they read, let them sing, play the guitar, learn math, crawl letters, build Lego, do whatever they do. Hmm. Reading, of course, is a key element. You know, everybody's hmm. looking at when do they read. And a lot of children read when they are 12. A lot. Yeah. It's not uncommon. If you yeah. just leave them be, they will all learn to read because reading is such a big part of the life we live. There is text yeah. everywhere. everywhere. They yeah. all learn to read. You do not even have to teach them the alphabet. They yeah. will learn to read. Mm. But some of them take their time and they read when they are 12, even mm. older. Some, some of them are 15 before they read, but they do read. And yeah. not poorly. They yeah. read.
1: Well, you said so he's, many... he started reading in like three languages or something.
2: <laughs> No, 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 that's the thir- that's the fourth yeah. child. No, oh, sorry. Storm, he picked up reading when he was 13. Yeah. Just before we took off in the bus. Mm. He got a Kindle, an e-book reader, and he decided, well, basically, he decided there's this book, it's not coming out as an audiobook. It's number 3 in a, a what's it called a trilogy. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's not being translated to Danish and it's not coming in the audiobook version. Yeah. So if I want the end of this story, I and... need to, learn to read, and I need to learn to speak English. Yeah. So, and it's such a good book that I want mm-hmm. to read something less interesting first because I want to have the skill before I read. So I picked up his his Kindle and he started mm-hmm. reading. Fast forward three and a half years—that's now. Mm-hmm. The kid is reading all the time, all the time. Almost you know, cannot get
0: him to help with anything. You're trying
2: to talk to him, and he's reading. Yeah, he read hundreds of books <laughs> in several languages.
0: Wow.
2: He discusses literature with highly educated people.
0: And has a book club.
2: And has a book, a book, book club. club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one to think about. Yeah. So, but it, this is our first unschooled child, and it was not yeah. easy. And yeah. We had this four year old reading, and yeah. we had we're reading family, we read books all the time. And 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 I'm highly educated, I have a university degree, and everybody's educated. And and this kid not reading, and you know, my mother in law asking about it
1: yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that would have so,
0: been fun. <laughs> if, if I'm read with uh, if I can say one thing to it, a lot of it actually has to do with confidence as a person and mm-hmm. and self love because. Yeah. It's as you say. It's the what would the neighbors say feeling? What mm. would the mar- mother-in-law say? Um, so if you come to a point where we are now, where you stay inside your own truth, we know what we're doing is right. We can see we have highly social, outward-spoken, friendly, wonderful human beings as our children then it becomes a lot easier. But in the start, you take on these different crutches uh, yeah. and that can be bringing the school home as mostly homeschooling is. Um, then you end up speaking Edukinesis is where you explain on schooling in an educational fashion saying, oh, but when he is...
2: Uh, yeah, the traditional, we're baking, that's math. But yeah. you know, mm. my house, when we bake, we bake. We make cakes we make because cake. we like cakes. We're yeah. not doing math. Yeah. yeah, But it's yeah. The, like a step, you know. You try to explain, <laughs> and you try to fractions in, <laughs> and you try just, to yeah. What is the word? Oh, sorry. Fill um, the
1: fill the gaps, or sort of uh, over. No, but the protect
2: ma- your own, like, okay, you talk. I yeah, no, no, no. It's
0: it's What's it's the about word? the personal insecurity where you have to, uh, with homeschooling, for example, you have oh, if they have been through these books and they can read this and this, then I'm a good enough parent and yeah. I've done my job good enough. You know, that's what a lot of it is. But, but for me, my internal checklist is, do they feel confident in themselves? Mm. Can they speak to other people? Mm-hmm. Do they uh, behave nice towards other people? Mm-hmm. That is when I, as a, as a parent, can put these checklists and say, okay, okay, okay. I succeeded in not ruining my child, I have made a a nice human being. I
2: think one really important thing that we want our children to learn and that they will learn from this different lifestyle is you get up in the morning, Mm. you have to make up your reality. You have mm. to decide, what am I gonna do today? No one decided for you. There's no Mm. schedule, no curriculum, Nothing you can, you can't check off 10 boxes. Yeah, there's no template to fall into. (laughs) And now I have like two hours of screen time because I did well in school. Mm -hmm. And then I can have a snack and I can go to bed and I'm good enough. No, you have to make it up. You have to decide what will make me happy. What's the right thing to do? What will make me grateful? Mm -hmm. What's, what's my What's my path today? How can I be of service to the society around me? How can I be of service to myself? This is a skill hardly any adults have nowadays. It's very hard to do. It's Mm -hmm. very hard to do. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And I think it's a basic, like walking. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to tap in to your eternal soul, to your path on this planet, and to find your way day by day no one knows the full picture mm. but everyone mm. needs to know where am i going and to mm-hmm. have some confidence that what i did today maybe i washed the bed sheets and made a soup mm. that's it played some music and talked to a friend but this is what i was supposed to do today this is mm. right mm-hmm. and i go to bed at night and i feel confident i feel satisfied I feel happy and I feel mm. worthy. And mm. I think this idea of m- m- constructing or creating your own life in a meaningful way, this is what I want them to learn. Yeah. If they speak languages, do math, whatever schoolish thing, okay, I'm happy. If they don't, okay, I'm happy. I don't mm. care. But this skill i'm looking for it i'm i'm this is the only thing i'm like really trying to manipulate like can you please mm. try to do this balancing of your
1: and um what i'm hearing echoed in that sentiment is that you feel like this is cultivating that in a much greater way than the regular school things. and school <laughs> oh, don't, yes. me, don't <laughs> get me started i don't want to be negative, it's not... <laughs>
2: it's not negative. Yeah you know you can move away from
1: negative energy so let's talk about so one of the questions i've got then for you guys is okay respect how does that work yeah because at a certain point um i've tuned into Jesper quite a bit of your work as well and it's the willingness to when your kid comes up to you and goes hey um, answer to this or what are we going to do with this or what are we going to do you know like having those templates to fall into i'm sure can be very convenient as you've described it can be quite challenging right to be very free and having you know you decide you are the master of your own destiny please let's go see what you want to do now your role i can hear is about advice but then there is some sort of i guess i just want to ask the question around you know not necessarily being authoritarian but the competence of being i'm the parent and i know how to do this listen to me versus do they still listen to you when they're crafted to be so open do they should they even listen to their parents like what how do you navigate what mainstream would sort of consider as being the respect piece for the parents yeah. and... so
2: you're talking about they have to respect us or we have to respect i'm them. just in inquire- yeah. no <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure i understand the question good point
1: do they respect do they respect you and your guidelines when you put them out for them like how does that how does that how if, does if that i work?
2: give them reason to respect me they respect me mm-hmm. if i'm stupid they don't Sometimes I am stupid.
0: Yeah, we're, we're absolutely not perfect. I mean, I I, I, know, I, I have a- This t- is true. Everybody yeah. has temper, sometimes you lose it and, and pff, then, then you have to say you're sorry and, and pick up uh, the broken and Sometimes shot. you're
2: just stupid. You remember, I'm sorry, I'll take an example where well, you okay, did something. It's not very uh, well, stupid. <laughs> no, not no. no, 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 but it's not, it's really not very stupid. But my our youngest child, 10 years old, he's um, rehearsing, throwing knives. Yeah, and because it's fun. Because it's fun, mm. and and he was doing this, and then he lost the knife inside a bush, and we came out to help him find it, and he was a little uneasy that day, a little yeah, off. He, so he was a little afraid to that, be told off because the knives are expensive, and he and, was
0: afraid we would be angry. He had thrown or it at least bush.
2: annoyed, and and then Jesper said, "Oh, but you've put the target the wrong place. Let me move it." before asking the kid he could you could have phrased it i came with the wrong
0: energy you had the wrong energy and you
2: had this parent you know let me show you how to do it Mm. and the kid had actually thought about it because we have wild rabbits here
1: Mm.
2: and people are walking dogs close by and and he had thought this is the safe spot to put the target where no one can get hurt Mm. because a rabbit is fast and a dog walker maybe unleashes the dog. And then the dog just walks by and he throws his knife without seeing it. Mm. So he had actually put a lot of thought into putting the target there, knowing, okay, I might lose a knife, but that's better than losing someone's life.
1: Life. Mm.
2: And, and Jesper didn't stop to ask no, the child, listen. which is totally normal in the process of life. We have four children, work to do, and we have guests who came down from France and mm. lots of things going on. Yeah. It's a very good example of, you know, do they respect us? Well, you should reverse it. Do we respect them? Mm. Do we come with this idea? I'm the the adult, the parent, I know things. Because Mm. sometimes you don't. Mm. We respect each other in our family. Mm. And we should listen to each other. And mm. when we're being plain stupid, of course they don't respect us. Mm. When we, we have old ideas about things, how they are supposed to be or how you do it or, or, or we have this idea stuck about something. Are we afraid of things that we don't know really? Like or the whole theme of computer games and iPads <sighs> and stuff wasn't yeah. around when we were kids. So yeah. what do we know? And mm. we, we, then, then we have these weird ideas and we have to all talk to each other. They respect my fear more than they respect my, my old-fashioned ideas. Does that make mm. sense? So I talk to them about it. I say, I have this idea about this field. I think this would be good, but I'm not sure I'm right. What do you think? Mm. And then I listen to my children and we respect each other.
1: It's incredible they, because they're hearing...
2: What they're told and I don't think they should. Yeah,
1: (laughs) so inspiring. I I, I try.
2: (laughs) You try. I try. You (laughs)
1: try. The um, yeah, the 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 willingness as the parent to just not know and just say I don't know, you know, and let's figure it out together is such a beautiful, like exactly. Yeah, it's so. They respect
2: us much more when we do that.
0: Mm. But but this Amrit, this is in Fury and of course we we loads of time uh, make mistakes of where we uh, have different stuff inside our head, do not have time to listen, or uh, in a okay now we have thirty minutes, and I do not have twenty five minutes to listen to, to you right now it. Yeah. to mm. discuss it. So yeah. now this is what we are doing, mm. uh, and and but but the question is not. Um, It's more like, can we do it right ninety-five percent of the time instead of maybe.
2: But also, on the other hand, let's not get this—you know—it doesn't have to go slide too much. We take responsibility. We are the parents. Yeah, we have the final say. Mm -hmm. We make the final decisions, and we take the full responsibility
1: Mm -hmm.
2: because Mm -hmm. we don't want our children to be stressed out about, let's say, economy or um so we're traveling we always have to decide where to go we talk mm-hmm. to each other we discuss it we make sure everybody's heard but it's our decision yes for no, yeah. mm-hmm. where we're finally where we're going mm-hmm. and if it's if it's hell then it's my responsibility not the children mm-hmm. they are not supposed to be blamed if they want to yesterday our youngest son wanted to do something expensive and we're at the end of the month and we're trying to you know stay within the budget mm-hmm. and it's not his responsibility to hold back with something he wants to do. It's mm. my responsibility to say, yeah, I have 10 euros for that mm. and and go do it. And then if I don't have 10 euros on Saturday for ice cream, it's still my responsibility. I'm not going to blame him to mm. say, no, you can't have ice cream today because you did that on Tuesday. No, I'm just going to say we're out of money. Have, a, yeah. have an orange." And mm. I think this is a very important balance, and it's not easy to find it. Yeah. Totally to respect them, give them full freedom and, and full, you know, I don't like the word democracy, but, you know, we have family democracy. I think it's the mm. best way to explain it, but without imposing a responsibility on young children that they don't have. Mm. It's not their responsibility. So that's
1: that guys, you've traveled a lot. You've traveled a heck of a yeah, yeah. lot. <laughs> do you find some cultures are more okay, two questions in one, both ends of the spectrum. So do you find some cultures are like, oh my god, this is so amazing? And like which cultures are like totally open to what you're doing? Or like even more op- most open, not totally open, I should say, most open to what you're up to in the world is um traveling nomads. Well, world schooling nomads. And which cultures were like no, this. I feel like sorry. I put on an Indian accent. I'm thinking about my dad. No, 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 no this no. is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's inappropriate. Like, Actually, have we done. haven't yeah. been
2: to India. We, we, we yeah. have been
0: in an Indian article about. It. Let Let me start the. Oh, we have been to India. I let forgot. me start the uh, answering the question. uh yeah. And the fun thing is, when we lived in Denmark, as mm. uh, we have only been full time traveling for four years. Before that, the trips became longer and longer yeah. and uh, it, it grew inside us but before that when we told people what we did it wasn't common mm-hmm. to unschool your children in the states for example it's around 2% of every child that is homeschooled mm-hmm. so people don't look at uh, at you like you're some kind of weirdo and mm-hmm. uh, for we, we needed to explain it uh, COVID helped a little now more people have heard about ho- homeschooling but before that, people were weirded out and like, is that good for your children and stuff? But after we started full time traveling, the exact same question. So what are you doing? Oh, we are unschooling our kids. We are traveling the world. Then it became from a frown where they were like, what is going on? What are you doing to wow, that's my dream. I want to travel. <laughs> this same thing. Now we're just in another country. Uh, but so it's kind of weird that and, and I think what makes it in people is that um, it it is easier sometimes to hold something as a dream. Oh, that could mm. be wonderful. But if I do it in your own backyard, then it says, oh man, you could do it too. Mm. Um, and that can be kind of uh, challenging for your inner belief about what is possible in your life. Mm. Mm. So for us being world schooling, it's like, oh, it's cool you do it, I dream about it, but not everybody can afford it. We, we, mm of course everybody can it you just need to find your way mm. and yeah so that that's my point about it now people find it interesting no matter where we go yeah. back home it was weirder
2: i also think the 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 question is impossible to answer i think it's more about we meet open minded people people in the different places yeah it's not different about people. culture it's about yeah no. mindset and you have open minded people and more closed close- minded people in all different cultures yeah and well we don't feel as my husband said when we lived stationary and he went to an office job during the, the weekdays we felt more judged by other people in a negative way mm. than we do now we we most people say oh that must be so amazing mm. and then they have the standard questions about social life and education and, we, and how
0: can you afford it
2: and how can you afford it yeah money mm. three three big stars does it um, yeah.
1: does it feel sorry i interrupted you sorry please
2: no i i think we should move on because it's
1: <laughs> not i was gonna ask like does it does it in does it is it consider like when people feel what you're doing with your family as like traveling around the world is education a point of conversation that comes up like is it one of the topics that always comes up or is it just something that people don't the three, always
2: do? the three big topics um social life education and economy yeah <laughs> Right. Yeah. Stars. yeah
1: yeah it's interesting that that yeah, is and, such and a around, forefront in
0: people's been, mind. Uh, around well, we it.
2: don't have to answer no
0: but one. around education a lot of it is mis- misconceptions mm. people think that for example the rules are different from country to country but people think you need to have been through 10 years of formal schooling to be able to take the next step in, in Denmark that is not true you can just mm. take a test at that time and so and and you find your way every pe- every one who have been unschooled or homeschooled who wants to go to university can end up doing that yeah maybe it takes them a year to do some extra courses and take some tests but if they're motivated it's quite easy
1: they'll get that yeah perfect that was one of the interesting things i also felt tuning into um yeah your danish background was um You know the the Danes recently there's been this almost like there's there's a couple of books that have come out the Danish way of parenting has like a. A massive following around the world now Um, they believe Danes are the happiest people in the world their parenting style has a lot to do with that. And you know there's this sort of you know from the outside looking in Danes have it figured out, and then you know unpacking that it's like actually there's even room for growth in that space, because you know, like you said, some of your kids went there. um, And they didn't necessarily love it now. One of the questions I've got there is, I know oh, oh, I already know the answer to this, but I got to ask it anyway. Is is it for everybody? Is it for everybody? And what would you say, like you know, following? Yeah,
2: it's for everybody who wants to. Hmm. It's that simple.
1: Yeah,
2: not for everybody. Nothing's for everybody. We're hmm. not alike, and yeah, uh, luckily so. People hmm. are different. Everybody have their own path and um i hope they go find it that that's my if i am to to you know say something with the finger <laughs> I, would say. Um, I find it very important that everybody go look for their own way of doing things and yeah. their own path and if your path is an office job and a school for the kids and a house and two cars and you know a mortgage and this whole style i'm not judging you i just yeah. want would like for most people, because I believe that will make them happy Mm. that they would figure out what they truly want and Mm. then go do it. Everybody can unschool. Everybody can travel the world Mm. um, if they want to, but Mm -hmm. it's not everybody who wants to. And Mm. and I don't want everybody to live like I do. It's not a mission. I have, I want to have my personal freedom Mm. and I respect the personal freedom of everybody else. Um, but yes, everybody can do it if they want to.
0: Yeah. And it, it, it comes down to, to one of the things I believe most strongly about, which is, uh, taking responsibility, Mm -hmm. uh, of your own life and also of how you are as a parent. And, and, uh, I, I, I know when I look back at my life, I, I seldom did what society uh, thought I should do. I was the black sheep in the family, but the successful black sheep. So then then you're kind of black with glitter or something.
1: <laughs> black with glitter.
0: Yeah, never, you I know, love
1: it. You know, <laughs>
0: That's the, such a good point. <laughs> I didn't go to university I got accepted but didn't start because I wanted to uh, go into the media industry and a job fell down in my lab and Mm. so I've just had fun you know and Mm. earned a lot of money and had a a nice life but never did I do what society really expected. Mm. Um,
2: Sometimes you did do what you Oh yeah yeah I I
0: did on many levels but not on the choosing career path Mm. Um, and and. So taking responsibility is really, really wild, mm-hmm. and and we just made a new change in our life. I, I had a uh, CEO job of an NGO, which I they knew I was traveling, and they uh, got, I got offered it while full time traveling, and I had it held it for eight or nine months, and I was like, you know what, this doesn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. It's not a good fit. I like the mission you're doing. I like the work with sustainability and education. It's a wonderful project and everything. But it just takes so much of my time that I cannot mm-hmm. spend life together with my children. Mm-hmm. And I'm miserable. I was standing mm-hmm. in the shower crying and just thinking, oh, no, not, not anymore. Mm-hmm. Why we have this freedom? We know what we need to live. We know how to make enough money. I want to be together with my family. Mm. Yeah. And that is taking responsibility it on is. on a wild level because it is a
1: wild level isn't I had,
0: it? I had thought that I wanted that CEO had, you know. <laughs> I wanted it for a long time.
2: Yeah. And then you I had got,
0: it. I had it. I got yeah. it and it it, it didn't fit the head. Dog <laughs> dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. Forever. yeah. Good
2: yeah. Good see
1: you see Yeah. Guys A question for both of you two questions each as we start to wrap things up a little bit, thank you so much, I wanted to tune in what has been. um, uh, The easy question what's your favorite part about traveling and unschooling as a parent. Like, what's your favorite part? And if it's the freedom, it's the freedom. You can totally call that out. And uh, what is the most challenging or not the most, what is the first challenging part that comes to your head? I was like, what is the most challenging? Obviously the most, there's so much, you guys have been doing this for over a decade now. So yeah, it's probably hard to rank things, (laughs) but one thing that's your favorite and one thing that's a real challenge um, on the regular. My
2: favorite is the relation you get to have with your children. I get to spend so much time with them and we have so much fun and we discuss stuff and I learn from them and, and we, we get to be a really strong family
1: Mm -hmm.
2: because we have all the time in the world to spend together.
1: Mm.
2: I start every day walking for almost an hour with my teenage daughter every day, seven days a week. I get to talk for an hour. Mm. How many parents do that with their teenage daughter? That's Mm. just one of them. And I get to I get to have really close relations with them. We and and I I just love it. I love it. I love every minute of it. Um, the most challenging part is the deconstruction of your own oh. ideas, because mm. you come from something. We came from. I come from a kind of hippie family. Well, I do come from a wild family. But I still come from university, society, have a nice kitchen and a big house and the whole idea about what the good life is. Of course, I'm, I'm, I come from Copenhagen and I come from Western society. I come from money. I come from education. And I thought I had a lot of ideas, as everybody do,
1: hmm.
2: um, about how everything works and how it is and deconstructing all of that to find reality um, was the most challenging part and doing it fast enough mm. because you grow up, the kids they, need to <laughs> they are now yeah. 10 and 13 and 16 and 23 Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. forever that they are children
0: no, no, it's a limited time where yeah. so that's it. my
2: answer Interesting.
0: my answer
2: what's your favorite part? Yeah, I'm sitting I, in the sun. Yeah,
0: you, <laughs> no, no, no. But, but we made a big change uh, recently with me uh, quitting working so much. And that liberty is, is really one of the things I, I cherish. Hmm. Um, the fun thing uh, was it also brought a, not depression, but a, hey, I don't need to work, but then who am I? Uh, do we
1: still like you? Yeah
0: do they still <laughs> like me when I don't need to work that much and and what what is good enough for for me as a day? But then I started out now I do my yoga every morning for an hour and after that I'm just a very happy man <laughs> and, and I, I do what I do but but one of the really really wonderful things I will mention a couple I'm not good at just saying good just one one just no. take
2: big one. Okay. <laughs> can say 10 more
0: okay you can say whatever you want (laughs) okay man that's going no no but one of the wonderful wonderful things about world schooling and being free as we are is you get the world to yourself Mm. because if you go out in the world normal people they go to the beach when all the other people are at the beach Mm. and we can go to the beach between uh one and three on a weekday, and there's nobody there, so, so you it's it like you, you just have
2: it to ourselves, yeah. Yeah, we got it to ourselves, yeah. The, yeah, museums, we it to ourselves the museums,
0: yeah. everything. We don't live in a crowded world, we live in a mm. very nice world, and then there's a lot of pensioners also <laughs> hanging out with <laughs> us. Um, so, so there's something wonderful about Also, I it's not like there's more sunshine in a day uh, mm. than there was before in my life. But before, I was inside in the best hours of the day, mm. uh, and and now if the sun shines and well, then we can go to the beach when we want, and then I can work in the evening when I want. It's the I'm not work on not work, which I also love. <laughs> uh, about seeing what the world schooling and unschooling does does to my children. Then mm. some of the things that make me proudest is to I, I remember last summer, our ten year old. He was standing and having a one uh, or two hours conversation. Uh, We hanged out at a cafe at the beach with a woman that was maybe 33. And she was laughing all the time and just enjoying spending time with him because they grow up without ageism. Mm. They they do not live in a world where 10 year olds only talk with 10-year-olds. They do not live in a world where It's weird for them to address and talk openly uh, about everything to to a person that are 10 years a senior. Mm. That I when I see that, I'm like, wow, that is (laughs) fantastic!
1: That is fantastic.
2: Can I say something? Yeah, now that you get to say, yeah, more than (laughs) I think another really great thing about this lifestyle where we carved out a lot of personal freedom
1: Mm. is
2: that life gets to throw at us good learning journeys we it's so interesting mm. how new situations new places the people we meet it's just on the path and and we we get to grow with our souls and with our personalities we get to keep adjusting where are we who are we what do we need to learn some of the lessons we learned many times over and over it feels like learning the same thing so I feel that my eternal being gets to evolve more faster Mm. with more richness with more fullness because I was so full of situations that I can hear universe calling mm-hmm. like when we never moved the bus again and you know things that happen. And we, we get to tune in, okay, what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And when you throw yourself out into new situations, it's like waking up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's
2: like just being more tuned into everything around us. And I think we get to, I don't know, I feel more alive in a way. Mm. And I feel growing like in a more f- full way. I wouldn't say faster. It's like, full you know, life. more details are folding, unfolding and, and, mm. and growing. I, and, I really appreciate that and, part.
0: And, and, and the fun thing about it is her uh, wonderful part about that is also one of the ones I find most challenging. Mm. As, you know, no, no, no. But to constantly be met by... and. We, we will constantly evolve as human beings because we put ourselves in so many situations, meet so many different people. Mm. We use so much time eva- evaluating what we experience, talk about it. Okay, this person reacted in that way and this one in that way. And what did that mean? How does it make me feel? You know, mm. uh, yeah. sometimes part of me is like, oh, it would be so easy. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> Go, watch the, Netflix. yeah like go else. to work yeah. watch Netflix then I go to the gym every first day or something something
2: no, to but... to wife all the time.
0: <laughs> no no but but uh, yeah but it's it it is it is hard it uh, to yeah, to, to evolve and to mm-hmm. put yourself in a spot where you do it and it's at the same time the greatest 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 gift of it to just constantly evolving
2: Um, I would suffocate not
0: doing it yeah yeah yeah
1: I would never be oh guys thank you so much for your time your presence your energy for sharing yourself so openly with us here today and honestly I know it's not just today that we get to revel in this conversation it's basically two people's lifetimes worth of work that you guys have put into building the life that you have the way that you have and potentially built and help build for other lives as well you guys and um yeah and just really just a lot of respect and a lot of love for you guys and also just acknowledging you both for yeah just the courage that it really takes to live that freely um and yeah like I really that meant a lot to me hearing that and receiving that in this particular episode is something that's really leaving a very lasting impression for me personally I just became a dad eight months old at home oh, and the thank you and the big piece for me is yeah I kind of already felt this as being right in my bones but you guys have really affirmed it for me is the respect piece is respect them and they'll respect you back you know and it's not about being authoritarian in any sort of way it's just show them respect And they'll respect you back and you know even just you won't get it right all the time but if you get it right more times than not you're in you're on a good path so thank you guys so much for your time energy and presence here today i will put a link um to you guys website um anything else you'd like linked into the show notes for people to reach out to connect into your work i know there's a bit going on on instagram for you guys as well how's that all feeling
0: um
2: if there's a link to the website, I If there's
0: a link to the website, it's wonderful. Otherwise, <laughs> we have worldschoolingnomads.com yeah. uh, uh, and worldschoolingnomads at both Instagram and Facebook. And yeah. the reason we share is uh, basically because we ourselves uh, would have loved to yeah. learn from people like us when we started out.
2: Yeah, 20 years ago, it was another field. Not yeah.
0: So
1: yeah.
2: Much out there, so
0: so we 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 give back by letting people take a sneak peek into our life and listen to what we do so they hopefully can get rid of uh, the all the uh, what if and what would the neighbor say and, and <laughs> just being themselves
1: and follow their inspirations thank you so much for that as well because it's like we said before even in the episode the the challenges around you know what the neighbor says and all that sort of stuff it'd be so easy for you guys to just do your thing and just keep it on lock and enjoy yourselves but you know, opening yourself up potentially with criticism along the way. Um, but it's such a blessing to be so openly received. When you're sharing yourselves, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you guys. All right, I'm gonna love you and leave you. Thank you guys so much for doing this episode with me. Thank guys, you. check out more. Please check out worldschoolingnomads.com Links in the show notes. Right. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution Tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to The Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of The Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving.